Okay, so we're breaking down the flow experience and what creates flow and how to create flow for yourself in your given assignment right now, wherever you're at in life. And what I will say is if you are working for someone else, they like to decide what that is going to be for you. And I am telling you, it is really important that you decide what it's going to be so that you don't get lost and frustrated because what they want for you is different than what you want for yourself. But bottom line, all of us, anyone who's frustrated or feeling lost or feeling whatever, has probably lost this understanding, this buildup of flow, of having a path forward. So that's what we're talking about today. Okay, let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life and we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, old party people. What up? Uh, Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness because who needs to hear what up from me this morning? What up? Great to see you hear you, take up space with you. I don't know what we're doing, uh, but we're hanging out. Okay, so my great thing is this weekend I finished another notebook. So kind of in the beginning of this, this journal was so perplexing to me. It sent me into a tailspin. And the idea of this journal was a Start Today journal by Rachel Hollis. My friend actually got me one for a gift. 
after I had decided that I would stop coaching and like she knew me on a level where she was like, this is a perfect gift for her. She can write her, her goals down where she's going from here. This is amazing. This is the best gift I could ever get this person. I'm so excited. I'm so great at gift giving. And it honestly gave me so much anxiety. I couldn't think straight. I knew this to be true of myself, but at that point in my life, that journal where I was supposed to write 10 things I wanted in life, that very journal set me off like nothing I ever had before, may have been the direct cause of all of this work of this essentially midlife crisis, as I like to name it, um, well before times when you're supposed to have one. Maybe those are supposed to come at 40. Maybe they're supposed to come at 50. Mine happened at 30. And most of it was caused by that notebook. And I would just stare at it for hours on end, like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to write in here? Uh, I guess I could write down things, but they don't feel very true. These are supposed to be things that I dream about. I don't even know what I dream about anymore. I don't even know what I would ever write if I ever even got enough courage to open up this notebook. And yeah. So <laughs> today we are celebrating the sixth journal that I have completely filled since the time where the journal used to set me off and into a fury. Um, we've completed six. Writing the same things, coming back, openly reflecting. Now I've moved on to my own custom journals. I started off in Start Today journals. That sort of got me into the cadence. And then I wanted to expand more on that. One of my friends got me my own journals. And so that allowed me to free write a little bit in the morning. And then it also allowed me to add in my great thing in the morning. And so, yeah, I got to put my, my sixth one up there. Um, it's just sort of a super effective way to start your day. And I will say this, that seems like an obsessive amount of writing the same dreams and goals down. Hannah, you've gone crazy, right? When you think about how usually, now my newer notebooks are about 145 pages, but usually they're 90 pages. So we have six. So we've been doing this for a while. Um, and I think my newer ones have even more pages. So anyways, and I haven't always been perfect, especially in the beginning. It was sort of like, I don't want to write these things down. I'm not really doing anything to do these things. These things seem so far, so crazy. I don't want to keep writing this down. This is just annoying. What is the point? Why would I keep doing this? And then I sort of realized how important the cadence was. And what I realized more than anything was that it was hard to stare those things in the face and not be doing anything about them <laughs> to just keep looking at them like, oh, good morning again. It's nice to see you. I'm going to continue writing you, but continue not working on you. It doesn't happen. There's sort of this thing about staring what you want directly in the face. <laughs> you have to start moving towards it eventually. You're not going to just keep writing it down and be like, huh, well, I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm going to go ahead and keep up with this practice of writing this thing down. Nah, 
You'll do something. I promise. And sometimes I would just stop writing because it would get annoying. And then eventually I would realize how important the very act of just writing was to what I wanted to do. So we've made it. We've officially got six back there. And my friend, when she gifted me my first two custom notebooks, she was like, eventually I just see you having this beautiful bookshelf of journals behind you and these being sort of the yellow backdrop to everything. And yeah, I do suppose that that will be a reality, but we couldn't have gotten there right? To the custom, to the now we add great things and we write our dreams down and we sort of free journal. We couldn't have gotten to that place had we never started at all. And the start today journals were the starting point and also the starting point of the realization that I really had no dreams that I was excited about and that it was almost impossible at that point to even think of something that would excite me for a long time because I had sort of picked things that would only excite me for a couple of years and I wanted something that created more challenge. And I was talking with a friend last week on some work that we're doing and I'm like, you know what? All of the things that I was working on before would sort of cap right? I could figure it out. I could take a course or I could have a meeting and I could get an understanding pretty quickly this is where I want to be. I want to be working on complex things that take a long time. I want to dig into the process and I want to be challenged and continually challenged and continually learning and not just be able to figure it out quickly and become an expert. Like within two seconds, I want the challenge and I want something different than what I had before. And so well, some of the work that I do is with human beings and there is no greater challenge than figuring out the motivators and the drivers of humans and teams, right? Humans working together. These are two of the most complex things. They're hard to measure. They're hard to really identify and holy smokes, I could think forever. And that's exactly what I was asking for when I started writing dreams down were things that would keep me going, not just keep stopping and then ending up in the same exact place where I was just angry and looking for an outlet and, and something that would keep challenging me and I'd have to keep seeking it. But the reality was I could keep sitting still too, and nobody would really notice, right? I could just keep phoning it in and keep making more money, and keep upgrading cars, or upgrade a house eventually, like all those things I could see in my future, whether I worked as hard as I could or not, and that wasn't challenging enough, and it wasn't ever going to be, and so here we are, looking for new challenges, writing new challenges down that are new, and exciting, and beautiful, and (laughs) awe-inspiring, and I just, I'm very thankful that eventually I got out of my own way (laughs) and made myself write things down that were true to me and true to things that would push me past the comfort zones that I had sort of found myself in. And, you know, while that is a very personal 
existence and that's not everybody's story and not everybody is looking for a challenge in life. I was. And so that that's really it. That's really it. <laughs> I just needed more. We started this work. This gave me an awesome outlet. Being able to write things down and sort of come back to the table every day and stare myself in the face and go, okay, well, are we going to keep writing this? Or are we going to take action? Are we going to do something? And so the journal really became the catalyst and sort of set the goals and dreams down. And that was the groundwork to sort of the plan for how we get there. And now just this acceptance of the ride on the journey there and the love of this process of building things. I could not think of anything more exciting or complex to drive me forward than what it is I'm doing right now. And I'm sure there will be more. And I'm sure there will be reinventions of how this looks and how this all plays out. But for right now, this is complex and exciting and excruciating and amazing. Because every day I get to come back to the drawing board and figure out how to do it better tomorrow or who I need to contact or where we go now or what happens next. What do we need? What's important? What's not important? Where do we go? Okay. And sorry. Hi, I don't know if some of you have daylight savings where you are, but we do. And that means that everybody is about an hour off. So it'll probably take us a little bit of time to get used to that. But I was just told by a five-year-old that um, she would like a, a sandwich. So that's <clears throat> good. Obviously, we <laughs> can't accommodate that right now. But now we know. <laughs> oh, life is amazing. Okay, so that's my great thing. Not the Nutella sandwich, just the uh, journals and the continuation of that process. And even being at this point where we've done this that many times that we have six journals sitting on a shelf somewhere. Mind blowing. Mind blowing. Okay. Take time, recognize yourself for your great thing. Okay, let's go. So <laughs> in meetings that I've been having, there's this continuation of the understanding of the human process. And I've been researching the understanding of flow. And this keeps coming back up. And I was actually interviewing some younger kids who are doing work with this, who are doing a lot of flow work, right? And when I say flow, that's where we're challenged and we understand what the challenge is. We understand how to measure it and then we move forward. And when I was talking to these kids, what I would ask at the exit of all of the interviews was what, what matters most to you about this work? And every single one repeated, no question, that they like knowing where they're at and if they're there or not and if they should keep working or coming back. And I think that this is the very reason why 
Sports are so widespread. Why so many people participate in those is because it's easy to understand. We understand. Here's the goal. We have this season. It's this length of time. Our goal is to win. We get it. Even if that's not what we're saying, (laughs) that is generally the goal of every single game that you would participate in. And so it's easy to understand. And when we don't do that with things that we're doing, it's easy to get lost, to get out of flow. And for some people, flow is really easy. We have this understanding, this innate understanding that there has to be an end goal. That there has to be a win, right? That we have to understand where we're going in order to understand when to make changes, when to establish something different in the experience. We have to understand that. And some people do that automatically and some people don't. And I don't know if it's automatic. I understand how life works and this is how I get things done. I think some of us are innately very capable of doing that or have been doing it for such a long time that it's just human nature. But really, these were rather young kids. And they were saying without a doubt that the best part of doing all the work that they're working on is understanding where they're at and if they're closer to their goals and being able to look back and understand how to get there if they weren't. Understand what they needed to do young kids, right? Imagine what those kids are going to go do if they continue applying this. And it's not different from what we crave as humans. And so every meeting that I've been in, these people are like, okay, well, I would do this. And you know what? Honestly, people are just hard. Things are just hard. It's, It's not easy. And first and foremost, I don't believe that life is intentionally easy. We as human need challenges. It is not going to be fulfilling enough for us to sit and just watch TV. That will not be enough. We will eventually just die. It's not enough unless the goal is to get relaxation and to tap out, then perfect. Right? But like that won't be enough. And so when you're saying things like that, what I would encourage if I were coming to the table and I don't like to give you ideas, but I like to give you prompts is like, how are you winning day to day? How are you winning day to day? What does winning look like for you day to day? If you were checking it off on a checklist, what would it look like? What would you have to experience specifically? And one might even put it into a five and five planner (laughs) and Make sure that you experience that. Know what winning look like, okay? So even if it's have fun, laugh, right? Something like that along those lines. Okay, if I didn't check that box off today, then I wasn't doing something that encouraged that. And so now tomorrow I can come back to the drawing board and go, huh, didn't have much fun yesterday. Guess I didn't check that off. I guess I got to do it twice today to make up for that one because we don't leave boxes unchecked in our five and five planners. I'm just saying I may be obsessive about that, but like we're going back and we're getting it done. We don't leave it unchecked. If you don't know what a five and five planner is, um, (laughs) it's actually was 
became my survival guide for how I entrepreneur without having like a, a direct. Okay. So I, I own and run four different brands. Okay. And I manage them every day. And two of those companies are in active development. And so there's a lot to do. And then I volunteer on top of all of that. So how do we get all of that done? How do we know? Hannah, you have a list of 100 things. And honestly, that's not even enough for the things that you have to do. And so I was going mad and I was going to bed every night like, holy crap, nothing's ever done. I'm never done. I'm not winning. I'm not winning. I'm not winning. And I had to find a way to win. And so somewhere along the graces of TikTok and the universe, I was given this just do five things, just do five things a day because I was spinning in my 100 things a day that I realized I wasn't even accomplishing five because I would overthink or rethink or whatever and then save all of it until I got to Friday and then work in some sort of crazy tailspin where I really wasn't doing anything all that great, but it was at least getting done and enough. I couldn't keep losing like that. And so I developed this planner on this same idea, just do five things. Um, but five didn't quite, well, for me, honestly, as kind of a ADD type of brain, which is a good thing, um, it wasn't quite enough. And I didn't have enough stamina to work on like five things that were an hour or more, just straight. Like, okay, five hours straight we're going to do that. I needed a little bit flexibility. So I added in five things that were a half an hour or less so that I could kind of bounce back and forth and get wins in between doing these bigger projects. And that became now what fuels every single one of my days. And before it was my own planner that I have on Amazon, it was just a good old five-star notebook with 10 boxes and my own sort of plan. But basically, that broke my day down so that I could actually win. So that I knew at five o'clock when we were done, or if I needed to work this weekend, or if I needed to wake up and work an extra hour tomorrow. Because when you're running your own schedule, <laughs> You know, if you're a CEO or if you're a, a business owner or if you are just running like a craft store on side of what you do during the day, or if you're someone who has a little bit of flexibility in their schedule, or you're someone who has 1,100,000 things to do and it's hard to know when they're all done and you just keep letting yourself off the hook because eventually you'll catch up on all of it by some fate, right? Someone will bring you a magical coffee and then you'll get it all done. But like, I need you to win every day and you need you to win every day. And so the five and five planner is great for that. I can't say that five and five is going to be the right frequency for you. Uh, but that's what it was for me. And it was amazing. And really, that was just in an attempt for me to save myself from basically tailspinning into exactly what I was trying to save myself from, which was like, you're not winning. You suck. Your life kind of sucks. This is miserable. What are we going to do? You want to do all these things, but we're not really taking all that much action. Nope. No more. We take an action. Tons of it. 
every single day on weekends when the list carries over, like it's done, son. And what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful guide. And more than anything, we want to win. We want to win. And we want to know when we've won. And we want to know. We want to be able to measure it. And we want to know when we need to go back to the drawing board. And we want to know what we're working on. And how we're getting there. And how we could measure that. We do. Because, I don't know, kids don't really lie. I'm just saying. Okay, they do. But I wouldn't have gotten separate answers from at least... 15 kids, all of them with the same answer, all different groups, all different times. Like it was crazy. But then it just brought me back to this point. We have to find a way to win, period. And the book that I'm reading on flow right now, um, the human psychology of the human experience, the psychology of the human experience. That's what they talk about over and over and over again. People who can create flow, who have an understanding of what the end goal is and have an understanding of how they get there, even if whatever they're doing seems very rudimentary, we are capable of creating flow wherever we are. And this was something that I was good at, but then found myself rather annoyed because it was like flow became unchallenging to me. I understood how to apply these principles to so many of the things that I was doing at such a rapid rate that it was like, give me something of a challenge. And it got hard to challenge me after a while because it all just seemed rather basic when you apply these principles. And these principles of flow, of understanding how to win, I have been applying to teams and different places. I've seen this in a lot of the books that I read, that that really is the difference between a team that operates effectively, a team, a human, whatever, and one that doesn't. It's this understanding of the forward direction, the understanding of the forward direction, and coupled with how we're going to get there. And it doesn't really seem to matter what it is. But it matters if you say it or not. If you're willing to say it or not. And that doesn't just apply to a team going towards one bigger goal. It applies to you as a human. What are the things that you want to do? And then how are you going to get there? And how do you know when it's time to go back to the drawing board because it is or isn't working? That's it, friends. That's it. If we broke it down that simply, you'd go, well, duh, why wasn't I doing that all the time? Well, duh, why weren't you doing that all the time? There are a lot of reasons. <laughs> One, it's sort of a hard concept. How would I break that goal down? How would I break it down into and really understand if I'm getting there or not? And I would tell you, <clears throat> it needs to be something daily. At least in the beginning, let's just work on one thing. And then once we get good at one thing, then I'm always encouraging you to add a little bit more and break it down into a biteable size. 
like as teeny tiny as possible. When I started out with the self-development work, it was like, okay, let's just read for five minutes a day. <laughs> because honestly, at that point, I was working full-time, I was coaching. It was, it was just a lot. And five minutes was all that I had to give. But eventually I could see clear lines and how we go from five to maybe 10. And then once we got to 10, it was like, okay, I see and feel a difference. I see and feel this change. I see how this could help me. And then I was willing to give more time. But like, you got to start off in a way that you can win. And a lot of people go, okay, I'm going to change. I'm going to do it all. And this is how I'm going to do it and go. And then all of a sudden the motivation of that moment fades and we're right back to where we were. We didn't create a strong enough habit because it was all hung up in motivation. Well, motivation and kitty cat posters fade (laughs) and then you're just left with you. And so I always encourage you to start working on these goals Pick one. That's not true to me, right? That's not like my suggestion that comes from a lot of thought leaders out there. Pick one and then make it as bite-sized as you possibly can, whatever that next movement is forward. And do that consistently. So mine was, started out with writing. I couldn't do it consistent. I just wasn't getting into a good flow. I didn't feel like I was ever going to get into a good flow. So it became speaking every day. And I tried going to my job, trying to find different ways that I could do that. And I realized that it wasn't going to happen. And so I just started recording audio every day. I didn't know how to produce or publish a podcast. I didn't know what I would do with all of those audio files. But like that was the bite sizable chunk that I could take off at that moment. Well, after we kept coming back consistently and enjoyed it, All of a sudden it was like, okay, well, how do you do this podcast thing? So then I went and searched for more of that and slowly, but surely it became what it is now, but it started with just recording audio for five minutes, 10 minutes, anything that I could do, but I would do it every single day. And then we created a habit out of that. And then, well, look at where we are now. How about that? But that's what we're talking about. You can create flow out of anything, out of anything. Even if you have a miserable job right now, what is the end goal of that job? Even if the end goal is to leave, do you have an end goal for how much money you need to save between now and then? Do you have an end goal for where you want to get with that job before you exit? Do you have an end goal for how you want to climb up in that job? Do you want to stay there? Do you want to become the CEO? I don't... I don't know what it is for you, but I'm telling you, if we don't start establishing where you're going or what you're doing in the day-to-day, it's going to be hard for you to not get lost in what it is that you want to do. And if you're kind of just going through the motions and feeling a little bit frustrated, think about where you're going. And what you're working on. And it can be like if you want a car or a new house or whatever. But like make sure that you're saying what it is. And then making a plan for how you get there. And then knowing when it's time to come back and review. Okay. Huh. My job that pays $30,000 a year. Maybe isn't going to land me the $1 million house that I want to build someday. 
So what do we need to do? Well, then you might come back to the drawing board and go, ah, maybe we need to change careers. Ah, right. Do not change the vision of what it is that you want because you wouldn't have that vision if it wasn't capable for you. Maybe it's time to come back and challenge the way you get there. If $30,000 wasn't going to be enough to get you there, and maybe it would be. Maybe we need to just change how you're living your lifestyle a little bit. Maybe we need to save more. Maybe we need to invest more. I don't know. Right? But like have that goal in mind. Know where you're trying to go and how you're trying to get there. And that creates some flow and some consistency. And in all of the books that I read, that is true. But mostly in this human experience book, they break it down beautifully. And then when I interview people on the very topic, I could come back and go, yeah, I mean, even as young children, that's what we're looking for. We are looking for how we get there, how we win, and how we continue to measure so we know if we're there or not, and if we're winning or not. That's it. And so we have to do better as adults at creating that environment for ourselves. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness, Um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.